You're listening to the Link and I podcast with myself, Ronnie Byrne. If you're listening on a podcast provider, please remember to subscribe and to leave a review. If you're listening on the Link and I website, please head to the podcast page on our website by tapping sections and then podcast to find us on your preferred podcast provider. On Friday, I had the opportunity to speak to icon of cinema and screen Warwick Davis. Warwick was in Lincoln for the St. Barnabas Forever in Our Hearts Appeal, a charity of which he's a patron at Lincoln Cathedral. More than 1,200 iron hearts have been paid for by the general public, all commemorating a loved one, and they're on display around the grounds of the cathedral. I took the short walk up to the cathedral to catch up with Mr. Warwick Davis. So, Warwick Davis, what, what brings you to Lincoln today, my friend? Well, I'm an ambassador for St Barnabas Hospice and today we're unveiling the uh, wonderful Forever in Our Hearts garden here at uh, Dean's Green. So people can donate and have themselves a heart to remember a loved one who may have passed. And all the um, money raised goes towards the hospice, keeping it running. That's fantastic and obviously we're at Lincoln Cathedral today, currently the first time it's been seen without scaffolding in 40 years. What do you think to the, uh, the great lady we affectionately call Cathy in our end? Oh really? I mean, it's impressive. What an impressive building. And uh, has it been restored with the scaffolding being up? I believe so, yeah. They were doing it, doing it over time, bit by bit. It's amazing. I mean, standing in the sort of shadow now of the cathedral here, with all these amazing hearts for St Barnabas, it truly is a lovely picture. And uh, people can come and see it for themselves until Easter, and it's free of charge. But do come down and have a look, and maybe buy a loved one a heart. Sounds wonderful. Speaking about the heart, so you've been a, a patron of St Barnabas since 2017. You must get approached by masses of charities. What was it about St Barnabas that made you decide to get involved with them? Well, I went to the St Barnabas Hospice at uh, Grantham Hospital and was so impressed with uh, what they were doing there for people who are in uh, their last days and uh, and also how it helps families as well because you can go and visit a loved one and it's not like going to a hospital. It's just like going to a a very nice kind of accommodation really and they allow dogs to go and be with their owners who are terminal and uh, it's just it's just a very nice environment to be in and I thought well there's really not enough of this and they they don't get enough support from um, central government and uh, it's important they raise funds so if somebody like me can uh, have a voice and uh, help to raise the profile of the hospice and what they're doing then I'm happy to do it. That's fantastic. So there are an, an amazing amount of iron hearts here today. I've been told it's just over 1,200. Um, what does that say to you about how much this has, well, this appeal has appealed to people already, if you will? Well, it is an amazing uh, achievement, isn't it, to have that many donations. And, uh, you know, St Barnabas is, is centralised here in Lincolnshire and uh, is obviously very important to people, close to their hearts, pardon the pun, and hence the reason they've all donated and... Uh, we see so many hearts here with names of loved ones on them because you can have a loved one's name inscribed on the heart this time, uh, which is really nice. So it's a lovely memory and even if it's not here in Dean's Green, you can have it in your garden and every time you look at it, remember that loved one. Yeah, definitely. And, and sticking with yourself being a patron of St Barnabas, you know, you've had a fantastic career. People know your name, they know who you are. Do you feel like your name being tied to an organisation like St Barnabas does help raise awareness of the incredible work that they do? I'd like to think it does, but I'd, I'd be a little bit big-headed if I were to kind of... <laughs> but, yeah, I'd like to think it does a bit. I mean, uh, talking to you today, you know, um, I'm a, I then my voice is heard, and hopefully some people listening to this right now will think, actually, I'm going to go on the website of St Barnabas, I'm going to donate and get a heart in memory of a loved one that may have passed. That's fantastic. And just finally, what do you hope to do with, uh, with St Barnabas moving forward? I continue to support them in the work that they do, and... Uh, just allow them to continue that because 
as I said, funding isn't forthcoming, particularly for them from central government. So uh, it's really very important that the fundraising continues. And the way to get word out is through, you know, me talking about it, hopefully. And uh, so it can continue in the future and be there for us. Because as I was saying to one of the uh, organisers earlier on, uh, it's an interesting kind of charity, this, because... You know, many charities we donate to, the money goes off and helps people in far areas of the world. Mm. But this is very close to home and maybe indeed something that we all need and rely on one day in the future. It's not a nice thought, but uh, it might well be indeed something you donate to today may help you in the future. Mr Warwick Davis, it's been an honour. Thank you ever so much for your time. Thank you very much. I also spoke to Emma Gowland, who had been instrumental in the organisation of the appeal after St Barnabas Hospice provided care for her father. Emma Gowland, thank you for agreeing to this interview. What made you want to get involved with this incredible and somewhat beautiful appeal? So, St. Barnabas looked after my dad when he passed away a few years ago. Um, it was very sudden when it happened, so they have just been a support from the minute he walked in to even now. Um, getting involved in this appeal has kind of been a way for them to help me with my grief as well. So, I think people think the care stops as soon as someone passes away, and it really doesn't. Um, I've been a massive advocate of St Barnabas ever since it happened and when they asked me to take part in this campaign there wasn't even a second thought I said yes. I I was going to ask you how you ended up coming to work on this campaign how did how did that happen so they got in touch with yourself or yeah so they got in touch with me um basically they did in lockdown a wildflower appeal um and i did a memorial to my dad on it they read that asked for a little bit more about my story of what happened um i gave them my full story and they asked if my story could kind of be the story behind this campaign wow and out of interest how does it feel seeing it all laid out today emotional very emotional i think especially when it gets darker i think that's going to hit again um in a weird way it's it's an it's a happy emotion though because it just shows you how many people they've helped as opposed to how many people have kind of lost their lives so it's just absolutely beautiful and i I think i'll be coming here every weekend to be honest (laughs) emma thank you so much for your time and i hope it continues to go well and looks as beautiful as this thank you so much thank you And finally, I spoke to Holly Eyre, Fundraising Development Manager for St Barnabas, about the facts and figures of putting the appeal together, how long it took, and just how many hearts there were. Holly, it's absolutely breathtaking to see all of these hearts here. I've heard you were kind of instrumental in making this all happen. How many hearts are we looking at here? Uh, We're looking at just over 1,200 hearts, um, and all of them are personalised with a loved one's name or a message on them. And they were able to, they were all bought online, I believe? And Yes, everyone's dedicated their hearts online and quite a lot of people have written a little message and sent us a photo as well, which just adds to it all uh, and really uh, brings it home to when you're putting them in the ground and doing it all, how much it means to everybody. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. How long did just putting them all in the ground take to, to happen? It's taken us about two full days to get them all out, so uh, not the best weather conditions either, <laughs> but we've got there in the end. And it was a big team here, small team here? Uh, There was just pretty much two of us for the majority of the time with the odd other hand dipping in as well. So yeah, it's it's been hard work. It's been hard work, but we got there. (laughs) More than 1,200 hearts between two or three people, can you imagine? (laughs) Holly, if people do want to come down and see this amazing display, how long have they got to do it? And where are we as well? Really really paint the picture. (laughs) Uh, So we're at the Lincoln Cathedral in the beautiful Dean's Green, uh, which is the Eastgate side of the cathedral. Uh, And we're going to be here until the 18th of April, uh, just open during the normal daytime hours. And we've got the special couple of evening slots for this first weekend. Holly, thank you ever so much. Thank you.
Thank you to Holly Air, Emma Gowland, and of course, Mr. Warwick Davis for speaking to me on Friday. If you want to know more about the appeal or even get a heart for yourself, head over to the St. Barnabas Hospice website at stbarnabashospice.co.uk and head to the Forever in Our Hearts page directly from the homepage. You've been listening to the Lincolnite Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review. I've been Ronnie Byrne, and we'll catch you all next time.